You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 356th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in the city beautiful Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis where some sort of substance is falling out of the sky for the first time in months. And uh, batting down the hatches, boys, this is Spencer in western Massachusetts where we are riding out the storm of, uh, of tropical storm hurricane? Henri, I don't know. Tropical storm. I think it's going. I think it's going all the way. It's continuing north up to Montreal, which is why they named it uh, Henri, which is French for Henry. That's nice. It is. They included they they included them in it. You know, otherwise they wouldn't have taken it seriously. Do you think if it was only in English and not English and French? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you are joining in on the hurricane party, but let's get to the biggest story in American cycling right now. Of course, I'm talking about the 2021 Grant Park Criterium in lovely Atlanta, Georgia, where the Slow Ride podcast Mm. came together with our folks over at Wide Angle Promotions and got the greatest, biggest trophies in (laughs) women's cycling to match the almost $30,000 prize list for the women's pro one, two category. Um, gentlemen, I, I want to say that there is about 30, uh, no, sorry, 65 women towed the start line in the women's one, two pro one, two race nice. today at Grand Good Park field. Um, yeah. for over $25,000 in cash. And Olivia Ray took the win for rally cycling over Skylar Schneider of Legion and Maggie yeah. Cole Leister of DNA Pro Cycling. Unfortunately for Olivia Ray, she now has a trophy <laughs> that's almost as big as Olivia Ray to put into yeah. check luggage, yeah. courteous of the Slow Ride podcast. Head over to our Instagram account to see it. It looks amazing, thanks to Michael mm-hmm. Bodenheimer of the photos. Great stuff. I, I don't know if you're doing this trophy justice, Tim. You came to me with this idea that uh, that we should take a serious look at this Grant Park criterium because they were really throwing down to support the women's race. And Best part, trying, not trying part to generate crits. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to generate the biggest prize list American cycling had ever seen. And they ended up with the biggest prize list. I think international women's cycling has ever seen <laughs> um, because this prize list was bigger than the women's uh, La Course at the tour de France. Right. This, uh-huh. Yeah. This is insane. And of course we were like, okay, we need in on this. This is historic. So we made a four foot tall trophy for the winner. Uh, we thought about going five feet, but we weren't sure if the ethics around making a trophy that was potentially taller than the winner. So we stuck with four feet. Um, and you know, of course we spread it out to the whole wide angle podium. We went down to second and third and fourth and fifth and made trophies for those mm-hmm. boys. It. I think we crushed it. 
I think we did. The third place trophy, I believe, had a little bit of like a lightning flare on the, the base. It reminded me of the Klein Storm um, paint job mm-hmm. that, that we've loved so much. A major shout out to friend of the pod and fellow um, Louisville Foam Party promoter Brandon Gavick for actually putting the trophies together. We kind of just delivered those at his house in a box, um, but he executed flawlessly um, putting those bad boys together. I got to say, I mean, as nice as the giant checks are and the, I think, $4,000, $5,000 grand prize winner, um, I I think the highlight definitely is Olivia Ray is going to have to find a way to get that trophy home to New Zealand. Um, I don't don't know. I didn't even think about that. It's going to be a little tough getting uh, that through customs, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. You know, they're going to take it apart, look inside, see, what, see what's stored away. But, um, yeah. I mean, the trophy looked great. And I this just reiterates the call. Women's cycling is clearly the best value, bang for your buck, um, in, in sponsorship out there. 63 women yeah. taken to the start line. Shows you. Oh, for sure. Shows all those promoters, those cranky promoters that don't offer even prize list, prize money. Um, that, you know, if you build it, they will come and yeah, you and just got to throw it down and promote the way that the Grant Park crit did. So there you go. Absolutely. That's it. What, what, what I love most about this, this race and this prize list and, and all the hoopla around it is that it was a great race, right? Like they went for it. Like they were battling it out for this money, which is fantastic because I guarantee if the three of us were on the start line of some race that had a $30,000 prize list and there were 63 people in the race, we'd be like, well, that's about $500 each, you guys. Like every single one of us can walk away with 500 bucks. <laughs> Let's work this out. Yeah. Create a nice union. Yeah, we'd be the, the ones we'd, yeah. Um, also, major shouts, if you haven't done it, go over to the Wide Angle Podium YouTube page, youtube.com, uh, you, you know that, slash Wide Angle Podium, because friend of the pod, Michael Bodenheimer, also many appearances Ugh. over at um, Cyclocross Radio, is doing his Hot Lap Summer Series with Thomas so Gibbons of Automatic Racing, where who just got third at the Spartanburg crit at the start of um, Speed Week, and then he was out at Athens. This is like top-notch coverage. We're not getting paid for this. I don't know yeah. what, how much money yet Michael's bringing in. I hope it's a lot because the coverage is fantastic. And uh, I'm a fan of this Gibbons <laughs> character of automatic can, racing. Uh, the little engine that I could. Can, I, can, I can tell you, it's, it's not much. So uh, okay. you should yeah. probably go support him. Uh, watch the videos on YouTube. Hit subscribe and uh, donate to Wide Angle Podium and, and uh, CX Hairs and give Michael some, some funds for this because the content is incredible. It's it's kind of like a, you know, the hobby bloggers of the Slow Ride podcast combined with Cyclocross Radio and what Amanda Nauman did at this week's Belgian Waffle Ride in Asheville, where mm-hmm. she was on the back of the moto giving some live race coverage of the women's race was fantastic. So do yourself another favor. Go to Amanda Nauman's Instagram page or the Belgian Waffle Ride Instagram page and follow the stories. She's out there and it looked amazing. Um... I would love to tell you who won. So I'm just going to go to uh, tell me, Tim, Belgian tell me. Waffle Ride's website right now. It's within uh-huh. 24 hours of the race being done. I'm sure the results are going to be up there. Yeah, yeah. Even if they nope, have to count the numbers manually. Um, no. Nope, not there. Uh, still not there from North Carolina. It looks like they did finally put the California ones up. But um, thankfully, <laughs> well, I prepare for bits well ahead of time. And I asked this morning about the results. And Amanda Nauman... 
reporter mm-hmm. extraordinaire, hobby blogger of uh, the Wide Angle Podium Network and Grodio gave me the link. And for the Belgian Waffle Ride, you have Ian Boswell taking the win in the men's category and Sophia Villafane of Cliff Pro Team taking the win for women. Um, Sophia won over mm-hmm. Flavia Oliveira Parks of Excel Sports and Tiffany Cromwell in third, whereas Boswell took the win over Adam Roberge and Brennan Wirtz, with Kerry mm-hmm. Warner in a strong fourth place, like a cross shout out. So Belgian Waffle Ride looked like it went off without a hitch, except for the whole hurricane and floods in North Carolina. But um, other than that, yeah. yeah, fun stuff all the way across. Why don't Capodium continues to win? Yeah. Oh, and I just uh, shout out to Amanda because that's she did an awesome job with that. And um, I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but I've ridden on the back of a motorcycle at the Nature Valley Grand Prix road race and. Yeah, it was terrifying and very hard to just uh, concentrate on writing on the chalkboard to give people the time splits. I can't imagine live tweeting the race. I would 100% drop my phone. I would, yeah. <laughs> like, how, it would be, there would be a problem. How many batteries did she go to go through? And then also, I believe some of the photos that she took from the race were attributed. I went to Vela News later. They look like the photos that were on Amanda's um, Instagram page, and it just said Belgian Waffle Ride Press Pool. Mm. I'm pretty sure Amanda was doing the uh, the double duty in coverage there. Um, the What I'm looking forward to hearing about on the Grodio, remember, if you want facts, that's where you go there, is that the gravel looks completely different than some of the gravel that we saw out west with the other big races, Steamboat Gravel and uh, Belgian Waffle Ride in L.A., um, so it'd be great to get um, those things, uh, uh, you know, learning how the tires and the different tubeless um, choices on the different gravel sections um, would play. But anyway, Belgian Waffle Ride. Little guy, you going to come join me at Asheville? Hang out at the uh, Biltmore parking lot where I'm recording live right now so that we can uh, go do this race? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. S- sign me sounds- he sounds super excited about yeah, it. Yeah, sound really into it, little guy. Um, you could just transfer your registration from the day across Minnesota. Oh, does that work? Um, sure if that, that works, work. that'd be yeah. great. Because I I did give them money for nothing. It turned out in the end. So. <laughs> Let's get into the other gravel conversation that needs to happen. Was gravel oh. beef that was taking over Twitter, Instagram, and all of social media. Um, so yeah. I'd like to play a new segment with you guys called fact okay. checked fact check tim in oh, which this should be easy yeah so we have <laughs> as you guys know dozens of european listeners and even uh-huh. some listeners in namibia uh-huh. how's it going dan craven um so what we need to do is i'm going to tell you the story of what happened and took over social media and then you need to live fact check me as i go through are you guys do you guys think you're going to be able to do this I'm not um, super confident in my ability to do this, but uh, I'm going to lean on Spencer yeah. heavy on this one. So, yeah, my, my thoughts here are I don't know a lot about gravel or any of the drama, but I do know Tim is wrong quite often, so I think I should be able to suss out uh, the BS. And I think what's important about this segment is that a lot of times we get a lot of corrective tweets and emails sent our way, so I thought maybe we just take this bull head on and just, you know, facts uh-huh. not our strong suit. But we do have, you know, it's catching the spirit of the thing. That's what we're going for oh, here. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's your first fact right there. I know gravel is all about the spirit of the thing. So, so at Steamboat Gravel, which hosts the largest prize list in gravel racing, in the women's category, we have Lauren DeCrenzo who takes the win. Lauren DeCrenzo won Unbound earlier in the year, and she is a Tom Danielson, Tom Danielson coached athlete. Multi-time mm-hmm. Tour de France stage winner Tom Danielson um, is, is, is her <laughs> coach. Uh, that can't be true. Multi-time Tour de France stage winner? That's, <laughs> that's bull. He has no tour stages. Come on. Oh, look, guy's buzzing in. Buzzing in. All right, well. Okay, well, I may be wrong there. But anyways, Lauren DeCrenzo is a Tom Danielson athlete. And there's such a big prize list. Now, this race does not have a wave start. So it's like a grand fondo start where the men and the women are racing together. And there is a separate prize list. So what does Team Cinch do? Well, they're coached by Tom Danielson, who lives in this gray area of rules and understanding. Uh Tom Danielson, of course, banned athlete. Um, was he banned for a lifetime or eight years? I'm, I'm not going to say which one. You guys got to tell me which one's wrong. I'm oh, going to say eight years. Okay. Tom Danielson, um, banned for eight years, former team education first rider, um, team Garmin you, Slipstream. Yeah, I'm going to say Garmin Slipstream on that one. I don't think he made it to the, to the <laughs> EFTs. Okay. So, of course, team Cinch Elite decides to ride wholeheartedly for Lauren DeCrenzo to the point that they're the ones, the men, the male teammates are the ones stopping at feed zones to pick up water bottles to then Mm. hand them off to Lauren DeCrenzo, right? Like, Mm. Hey, you don't need to stop Lauren. Meanwhile, Lauren Stevens of team Tibco and uh, Mm. the before mentioned Flavio Oliveira of Excel have to stop at the, the feeds because they need to get their bottles. They need to they need to get their support. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. DeCrenzo can skip that. Kind of like, is it a gray area? I don't know. That's that's the gravel so, beef. So what you're saying is is she had a whole U.S. postal train set up in front of her. Yes, and I have then heard rumors and reports that Team Cinch Elite forced her to share the prize list, which is a whole another like thing, you know, because she had teammates, even though. It was like a multidisciplinary squad. What do you guys think of this? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why gravel has prize lists. Is I guess where I start with it. But yeah. I mean, there's a whole. There's a whole lot wrong with this. Um, the spirit of gravel is is the guiding north star of this whole thing, right? So I think. <laughs> I think what we need to yeah. what we need to hone in on here now is what is the spirit of gravel, right? Mm-hmm. The spirit of gravel is grinding. The spirit of gravel is, <laughs> is not getting is a flat. getting it done, running what you brung. You know, it's yeah. um, bruise, and it sounds bros. It sounds like uh, Lauren Stevens and Olivia were 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 doing that. It seems I, I, I know you can't take hand ups and feeds outside of those feed zones and you're kind of like is getting handed a bottle by a teammate considered getting outside assistance because then that does break the spirit, not necessarily the rules, because maybe there are none or maybe there's sixteen pages of them. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've heard both. Um, but if she is taking handups, that that does actually break the spirit of of what gravel like it's unassisted, right? And she was assisted. So to me, it seems problem. like a a dirty win. I'll come out and say it. It seems like a dirty win in you know following well, in the footsteps of Tom Danielson. And here's why: is that the rule? Yes, is it against the you know? So just because there isn't a rule written down, it's like the other riders stopped. Why don't you try to beat them out on the road? Why do you have to beat them through nefarious well, ways? Why do you have to rely? Couldn't. Exactly. Yeah. So, Same reason Tom Danielson ended up in his gray area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, did you see the Tom Danielson nine-minute-long Instagram video? Okay, I I saw that it existed. I did not bother watching it because who cares? I watched the first thirty seconds, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to watch this, but I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> okay, good. Like that, yeah, that's yeah. on so, brand for us. Yeah, I I was just like, seriously, I'm not going to a watch this. B, I'll watch. I'll read the recaps on Twitter of his comments, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like, why would you even go record this? Because to me. The gray area is clearly there. I think, Spencer, you ask a really good question. Why do you need prize lists and prize money? I would say that I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with there being a prize list and prize money for the pros so that people can win money. But when you do have a prize list for the pros, you're then going to get professional cyclists doing professional cycling things, of which Tom Danielson knows a lot about, twice. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I will say this. For a while, I really wanted to believe Tom Danielson. Really wanted to believe. And then after I see this, like organizing this team and like this horrible PR campaign after the situation, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't believe Tom Danielson. He did it. <laughs> like, I'm like, so, you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't I, want that guy to ever be my coach. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying in your hard line about this is, this is wrong and, and it's terrible. And uh, I'm I'm kind of of the opinion like well it's not it's not in the rule book like they all start together they can all ride together you just roll in whatever group you're in. I don't necessarily have a huge problem with that. I think it's like unless they change how gravel happens, that part isn't what offends me. It's the outside assistance. It's the yeah. You know, obviously that it wasn't somebody handing you a bottle because you're out of water like one time. You know, it's like this was a planned thing. This was strategic. This was set up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that does that breaks that literally breaks the spirit of gravel. Um, and uh, and and it does. It brings shame upon their their win. Um, and, you know, I think uh, the fact that they tried to do it isn't. I don't know if that's even necessarily what I'm offended by, you know, like, cause gravel has its own problem with, with, if you don't want that to happen, make a rule against it. Right. But they haven't, but they have made a rule against outside assistance. Okay. What do you think little guy? What's your feeling? And I'll tell you which one is right or wrong. I think I'm, I'm, I'm on board with Spencer and that. Yeah. yeah I, I, if everyone starts together, you can work together, but if you know, yeah. Hand ups and things like that and make it the stop. I think you you gain your advantage. Like it's one thing if you you're not stopping because you 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 get people handing water. That's different than it's uh, you stop because you don't stop because you brought 14 gallons of water on your back, right? And maybe you lose right, some time right. early on, but like by the end of the race, you've never stopped and you're just plugging along. You know, it's a tortoise and hare thing. Um, and or like Spencer, you don't drink water. 
So you just you don't ever have to stop at the water stations. So. What's the? Mm-hmm. It's the um, the predetermined like okay you're gonna ride ahead and get the water for Lauren is like well I think where my my issue lies right like and so I'm with you yeah. on that Spencer I would say yeah. that the it sounds like Belgian waffle ride in California did do a tried to do a um, a wave start for the women's race but they had the wave directly before the masters yeah you know like 35 plus or you know a bunch of the jokers that think that they're pros that probably aren't going to be the you know most genuine you know bike racers for (laughs) the women's field it seemed like maybe that is the way to do it like maybe there's a way that you can actually space out wave starts so that there's not i would love to hear from the women racers exactly what it should be and shouldn't be because it does seem a little bit of a crapshoot into like what group you get into if then you're Mm -hmm. um going to be able to be you know the women's leader but you're with like you know, a top group of men, yes, you're crushing it. You're one of the strongest women in the race, but you're totally benefiting from um, male riders that are able to keep a ridiculously high pace. That's fine. If you can hang there, like that's totally, I think that's fine. You know, but it's not fine. If like Um, the, if the, if the gaps start to get created because of just placement within like, if there's a wave start or wherever, like there does need to be the, in my opinion, yeah. the fair ability to get into the right group. It shouldn't be determined by like sport rider coming through. I've got, you know, but, some dentist that, on his limoots. I mean, but that's the kind pros of, are all at the front line. Yeah. Like that's, that's not a problem. That's, this is, this is the same as Tim when I've been in mountain bike races and my handling isn't quite as good as some guy, some other guy. And I, they yell at me mm-hmm. in the woods, like in the single track, that I need to speed up. And I just want to be like, you should have passed me before we got in the single track, bro. Like, it's not my problem. <laughs> like, guess who, was fa- guess who was faster at the start? You know, I was. Yeah. And so now I'm ahead of you. And now you have to wait behind me. And that's part of my game plan. If I'm not as good at one section, you know, yeah. like, you you got to factor that in. I mean... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think uh, I think if, if it came out that they... They had, like, say there were three riders, theoretically, that were doing some sort of gravel off-road event, and you had an agreement amongst each other that, um, you know, the, <laughs> the real race would be begin at, uh, at the Highway Double Zero, for mm-hmm, instance, mm-hmm. maybe, uh-huh. and uh, one of the three were to break away early and get away, you know, breaking the social contract. Like, that is far more egregious than, like, any kind of doping infraction, I think personally and that you know that um may have been the case that happened to me and little guy actually at schwamigan um 2018 hmm. <laughs> yeah winner right here uh chicken dinner uh way to bring that one up spencer i all right i mean gravel beef was about as entertaining <laughs> as the tainted beef that Katie Compton is now claiming was the um, source of the oh. positive. I just want to throw that one out there. How that one came up. Did you guys see this article that was on cycling tips <laughs> where suddenly yeah. now there's like tainted beef. Little guy had the wonderful idea that all professional cyclists should now just have some frozen beef that they keep in their like freezer. And yeah. then they can always just Why point to you? that and be like, Oh yeah, yeah this is, yeah, bought this you at the market. The re- you got the receipt in a drawer. You got any, you keep you keep it topped off with whatever you're using. You're like, man, I don't know. I did eat some of this last night. Boom. So it, is this separate from the uh, corruption within the UCI official uh, at the meeting that Mark was talking about on his Facebook? I, I think so. 
But then there was also okay. like, mm-hmm. I thought it was on the supplements. Like now there's three things. And I just, it gets me back to the Cosmo Catalano article where it's very like, you had six months to come up with like, like your PowerPoint defense. And you just, I had a bun wrap, you know, I, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I think it was the tainted mm-hmm. meat that I ate before. I know it's going to sound ridiculous, but I'm going to retire. Best of luck. I didn't do it, but I just, I just don't want to fight it. And you're like, okay. But now it's three different things. It's like the conspiracy theory, like the red string on the, on the board now is going all over. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, it, it could very well be some, some random thing and we'll never know. But uh, the more random arguments you make, the less uh, likely people are to give you that benefit of the doubt. Um, which, you know, I guess is maybe a lesson gravel can learn, you know, like, uh, maybe stop pulling weird shenanigans and, and like Tim said, beat them on the road and then you won't have these question marks over your race results. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, are you guys ready to, uh, get out of American corner so we can get into some other like worldwide news? Obviously after the, uh, the pre-mop we'll get into the Vuelta, but, um, we got one big news that kind of came up. Uh, in the last uh, like forty eight hours or so, and that's uh, oh, what's that? Matthew Vanderpool not doing worlds. Yeah, got some back problems. I wonder what that uh, stems from. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. What, what, <laughs> what, he's not. He's not doing do mountain s- bike worlds. <laughs> Let's be clear. He, he still yeah, could yeah. be at road worlds, which is basically Flanders this year. So we hope he's there. Yeah, you guys, so I, I, mountain uh, bike worlds, but he's not going to be there. You're right. Right. It is it is absolutely unfortunate that he's not going to be representing at Mountain Bike Worlds because um, it would be sweet to see him take that jersey. But what this does is open the door. It, it doesn't just open the door. It blasts the door wide open at Mountain Bike Worlds for a dream scenario. Um, and I think, I'm sure we are all thinking the same rider should just swoop in mm-hmm out of left field and take this mountain bike world championship Jersey. And of course, Peter, Sagan. I'm talking about Wout Van Aert. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Peter Sagan. Okay. Yeah. No, Tell me more. Why no. Wout Van Aert? Peter, Peter Sagan's from 2005 Tim. Like we are in 2021. <laughs> He's been posting pictures of um, himself mountain biking, man. Wout Van Aert, uh-huh. notorious rival for Matthew Vanderpool wins a tour de France stage before, uh, Vanderpool does like, all the things he's done, all the things, but still is just a little outshined by Vanderpool and everyone saying, uh, he's just a better all around. He's, he can do all these things. He's magic boy. He can do anything. So what does Wout Van Aert need to do? He needs to not just win on the top of Mount Van too. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to win the world championship stripes on the mountain bike before Matthew Vanderpool can. So this is his only shot. That's true. It, it, what do you think Pidcock would say about Wout Van Aert on a mountain bike? You think he'd look up to him and say, yeah, not so fast. I've got it. Um, probably, but, uh, you know, the, um, I, you know, there's a chance the Belgians were behind this whole ramp gate at the Olympics and they could probably take care of a Pidcock or two if they needed to. Oh, there's a, <laughs> I like this conspiracy theory. Please expound more. The Belgians removed have- the ramp. <laughs> I don't have any more than that. I'm okay. just coming up with it right now. <laughs> um, 
So is this really leading into the greatest world championships of all time in 2022 in Glasgow, Scotland, when we have the possibility of yeah. Matthew Vanderpool and Tom Pidcock doing both worlds mountain bike and then worlds road mm-hmm. or road worlds a week later. And mm-hmm. do you think Wout it's- Van Art will jump on there? Well, let me start with this. How many riders do you think will do both? <laughs> I'm assuming Pidcock will, and I'm assuming Vanderpool would do both. Possibly. Yeah. Um, the biggest shame is that they can't do the Madison together uh, on the track, because that would be incredible. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. Will we see Vanderpool do the downhill world championships that will be at Fort Williams? Like, I wouldn't be shocked uh, if he would. You know, he's got to make up for not having a ramp. He's going to be like, look, I can descend. Um. I mean, if his back uh, is still acting up, I don't think there's any way he's doing a, any downhill. Well, I'm super stoked. Bummed a little bit about Matthew Vanderpool not doing mountain bike worlds, but we will get to hopefully see him at Flanders for the World World Championships. But what we knew, do need to talk about is the Vuelta. So let's check in with our very own Vuelta correspondent, Michael Matthews, to see how things are going over in Spain in this week's pre All right, guys, here we are in the Prem Lap once again. I'd like to thank everybody at the Slow Ride Podcast and the Wide Angle Podium listeners. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com, become a member and a supporter. One of the things you can do is you can be uh, go to our store and you can buy a sweet new mm-hmm. threads, the Slow Ride Podcast Limited Edition thir- 300 episode shirts. A couple handfuls left. Definitely a couple handfuls of mine, by far the best one. Um, we want to sell that one. Light blue, campy derailleur, handcrafted nice. by Pete Hollerhan of St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other uh, great ones there, so check that out. We'd also like to invite you to check out all of the family of shows at the Slow Ride Podcast, the aforementioned Hot Lap Summer, which is on the YouTube channel over at uh, mm-hmm. slash Slow Ride Pod. Grodio, Cyclocross Radio with another new episode, this one with Hallie B- Batten. And then, of course, we have others. What's so funny, guys? What I miss? Uh, uh, the, the, the YouTube's the Wide Angle Podium. Wide Angle YouTube. Podium. There's not much on the Slow yeah. Ride podcast YouTube. Yeah, so yeah. go to the Wide Angle Podium <laughs> YouTube where you'll find all, yeah, all you right. could, the just content. Just go ahead and fix that in post, little guy. That would be fantastic. I will. Um, so head on over there. We'd also like to thank our good friends at Buckler Skincare for their continued support with mm-hmm. their very mm-hmm. own Miracle Wap chamois cream. So go to bucklerskincare.com and get your Miracle Wap chamois cream. And Grimper Brothers with two exclusive Wide Angle Podium blend coffees. Head over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to get your very own coffee sent yeah. directly to your doorstep. And uh, if, if you need to get caught up on all the gravel beef... Grodio on the Wide Angle Podium Network is going to be fire yeah. for the next yeah. for the foreseeable yeah. future. I I cannot wait. Um, there have been some very hot takes, burning hot takes hinted at uh, that I am very excited to hear. The other one, uh, little guy, is going to be Criterium Nation that we need to uh, keep your eyes and ears open, mostly because of Athens Twilight this past week, yeah. um, and mm-hmm. Speed Week down in Georgia and the aforementioned Grant Park crit. But lots happening there. 
Um, Legion is not on the top step all the time anymore. Some, uh, starting to be some weaknesses starting to be shown best buddies taking some wins and some other, uh, great team performances out there. So definitely criterium nation is going to have some great coverage of that as it comes through. Um, so anything else you guys want to talk about in the pre lap? No, I think we crushed it. Um, I think it's, uh, time to get back to the show. All right, guys, here we are, and one of our favorite things on the Wide Angle Podium Network is our um, friend, our dear friend over at Roller Derby, who Mm. continues to put together some great propositions. And we got an email from Ian Darling, longtime listener of the podcast, and he says, guys, I feel so guilty. Is there anywhere I can donate my ill-gotten gains? (laughs) And of course... He bet no on will Alejandro Valverde win a stage at the Vuelta a España over at rollerderby.com. What a horrible, horrible bet to make, Ian. <laughs> I can't believe you cursed the legend that is mm-hmm. Alejandro Valverde. Um, what a sad, sad day, guys. And yeah. I know we talk about it. The, the duality of this podcast is we shame other dopers like Tom Danielson, but yet I embrace wholeheartedly Alejandro Valverde. I get it. Uh-huh. I understand why that's frustration for many of you that can't see through and see the differences between individuals. But Alejandro Valverde, is he, is he done? Little guy, is this no. the end of the greatest career in cycling since Eddie Merckx? We, I think... I think no. I mean, remember when he shattered his knee cap a couple of years ago? Yeah. We thought that was it. At that, that was, point, we thought he was. That was the end. Yeah, he was old enough. There's no way he's coming back. He's not going to go out like this. You you saw the emotion as he, he, he was crying on his director sportif there. He, he doesn't want to go out like that. I think we can count on Valverde to be back next year. Do, for does he have a contract for next year? He has a contract with Movistar for as long as he wants. There's no, <laughs> there is, I don't That's believe true. there's any question that that team would let him ride for them till he's 75 years old. Is there a UCI, like, is there a caveat in the UCI rule book? Cause you know how they have like this thing where it's like your average team age must be 32 years old or like 28 mm-hmm. years old for the riders. Mm-hmm. Is there like, except Movistar asterisks, you know, as long as you have Valverde, you can, you know, you get bumped up another five years. There should be, because at some point they're going to have to start getting rid of uh, some of their uh, more seasoned uh, domestic veterans uh, to support him, because they're going to have to hire a bunch of like 15 year olds to keep that age number down. So How? I don't know. Yeah. He must be, I mean, I feel so, I was so bummed to see the crash, Spencer. I didn't understand what happened in the crash. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, you, you and I have since been going Zapruder film style, um, over the, the frost heave in the, the apex of the turn, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. where it looks like he, he hits that and then maybe his hand slips on his bars. And before you know it, he's off the side of a cliff. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was shocking uh, to see because you know uh, I I was not watching live at the time, and you start seeing the reports come across the wire like Valverde's down, and you're like, well, this doesn't make any sense. The man's got 400 years of experience. Um, he doesn't he doesn't go down easily, right? Is that like, Garen Thomas? Why is he on the ground? Yeah, like this is this is not a thing that happens. And then uh, so you start trying to pieced it together. And, uh, you know, I know we were not alone in this. Um, there was a great amateur, um, some amateur footage, uh, pa- being passed around the internet, uh, uh, from Alejandro Santa Maria on Twitter, um, who was at the scene of the incident and filmed not only the little, uh, lump in the road, but the, the railings and the absolute sheer cliff that Valverde went over and it is uh it doesn't add up you guys I'm not sure what's going on there what's crazy is that was a sheer cliff and he climbed out yeah. of it and up like there's one little rock ledge down there I mean it's what a horrowing crass and little guy I, I I have enough trouble walking across my living room floor in cycling <laughs> shoes like I don't think I could scale a cliff oh no every morning when I try to put on my cycling shoes before I go out to the garage and not wake up the kids um, and then I'm like stepping on Duplos and various other just pieces of plastic that mm-hmm. litter my house right now. It's a tough, but it's not on the side of a cliff. Little guy, you made a good point. Yeah. The passion and the, the sadness, the sheer sadness of the Spanish cycling um, ecosystem, of the Spanish cycling fandom of seeing Valverde there, you know, arm in arm with the team director Mm-hmm. How did you feel when you found out that Valverde was out? Did you feel that you caused this curse by any means? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't think I caused this curse. I did feel a little bit like perhaps uh, Hugh Carthy and Bardet. I had some part in their in their cursing, but I didn't feel like mm-hmm. I, I. I would put all the blame on you for Valverde. But yeah, Tim. Um... I don't know if you've got some underlying uh, guilt that we need to work out here that we need to work through on this podcast because you have brought up the word curse uh, two different times throughout this conversation. And um, uh, how are you feeling? I, you know, I, I live with my, how I'm not lucky, how I've never really done anything to help people in events. So, cause the problem <laughs> uh-huh. is right. I did it to Amanda Nauman at, uh, um, unbound XL where I'm like, Oh, I think Amanda's going to win. And then like, that didn't work. And then, uh, yeah. you know, I do think that little guy deserves a little bit of this. I think it's more of a slow ride curse because he did put a huge, he did put a Hugh Carthy drop in on last yeah. week's episode and yeah. a Romaine Bardet uh-huh. drop. Yeah. And both, both of them terrible weeks for their terrible GC weeks. So yep. I do think that a lot of this rest with little guy or engineer of, um, I, you know, yeah, I take respectability. That. Um, I, I just, 100%. I've accepted my, you know, <laughs> that I just can't have nice things. <laughs> I've been a lifelong Minnesota Timberwolves fan. How has that helped me? You know, Minnesota yeah, Vikings, no. how has that helped? Um, so yeah, I've kind of just embraced it at this point. Um, so what you're saying is you keep a little tainted beef in the fridge just in case, uh, you know, things go south. Yeah, yeah. If uh, anyone needs a little, like, you know, a little extra Be ham, I'm, I'm willing to help them out. I, um, uh-huh. the Vuelta, I, the, can I tell you the other thing that sticks out to me? 
is that Primoz Roglic yeah. is going to win this. Enrique Ma- Moss is looking uh, great. Little guy, I know you're going to try to challenge us. But a, we got okay, to race, you. my friend. We, 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 hey. we are sitting here after seven <laughs> stages. Uh, or no, after nine stages, I'm sorry. And Moss is only 28 seconds back. I know, it's stoked. Like, I'm excited to see Moss there. But Spencer, uh-huh. yeah, we are 356 episodes in. I think at this point, we can officially deem Little Guy the optimist mm-hmm. Of the Slow Ride podcast. Whoa. That's possible. Whoa, really? Yes. Because he always thinks these grand tours are going to be exciting to watch. Oh, okay. I, in that regard, two. yeah. I, like, he's like, oh, I don't know. Vlasov still has got a chance. He's within four minutes, and there's still three stages left. He's, he's it could be this. 55. He's got time. I, um, I mean, were you not entertained? Were you not entertained with, with, a, with okay. a long, like, lo- a long uh, sol- sweet solo move by Caruso, and you got a nice uh, GC shuffle here the last couple days? You've had some sprint stages. They're stupid, but whatever. You know? I, okay, again, I, I enjoy the racing. And I love your optimism. I'm not. Okay. This isn't a knock that you're an optimist. Yeah. I will just no, say I, that I, I, the race is yeah. over unless he pulls a Stefan Kreuzwick and goes into a snowbank that doesn't exist in in Spain. Um, this is Pro Rigo. This is Roglic's Vuelta to lose. Well, and I, I think well, you, you agree know, with me on this. There's still a couple yes. times. There's still a time trial left. Well, Kreuzwick Christ, is only eleven twenty four down right now. So Kreuzwick. I, but I, I I have two questions. One, I'd like to know how much Chrysler's hurting from getting COVID last year because he has not been the same Stephen Chrysler this year that he was in previous uh, years. And neither is Sagan. Well, yeah, right. No, I mean, a hundred percent. That's true. Hundred percent. Sunglasses. Wear them. Sagan does. Um, <laughs> uh, what was my other thing? Oh, my other thing was that uh, Roglic usually goes out hot in these races and gains time, attacks, mm-hmm. wins a lot of stuff. And he's been, you know, he's been there, but he's, it sort of seems like he's been keeping the powder dry. And so, yes, Tim, you're right. He's only 20 seconds, he's 28 seconds up on Moss, but is that probably just because he's sort of pacing himself so he doesn't have his late race fall down? Like even on, um, I'm going to get the stage right, stage six when he was chasing Magnus Court and Magnus Court yeah. held out from the break, which was, Great. That was amazing. I was jumping up and down. But Roglic sort of like came around that last corner and he kind of, to me, looked a little bit like he sat up to like, you know, goodwill it or something. You know, like I don't, I don't think he was going to catch court, but I felt like he could have, he usually would have tried that a little more. He is a matured rider that has won this race before. He knows what it's going to take to win. And again, I'm not, I'm not giving you shade, little guy, about the, <laughs> your optimism for, well, for keeping yeah. it exciting. I'm giving you shade hey. about how like you're always like, if I'm ever down and out about a bike race and like wanting to watch, I'm just going to call you for like, Hey Tim, this could happen. And you're like, well, I guess it could. I guess that lightning could strike twice. Yeah, um, because yeah. the thing, like, trust me, I want Moss to do well. I would love Movistar to do well. It's a little bittersweet that Valverde isn't there to, um, you know, throw an old uh, pump in those so, wheels of those two riders uh, as, as, as that's going on. But I would say that what is clear to me at this point um, and to some others, friends of the pod that have texted me and emailed me, is that is Bernal done? And by done, I mean, is he just going to go back into this? Is he kind of becoming the, you know, always going to be a top five GC contender, but not like the top, top tier Roglic versus Pogacar type challenge? Because... 
I know he's still in the U25 or U23 white jersey competition, apparently for life, because every single event he does, he'll just win that jersey. And he did win. He was a good transitional champion to Pogacar. But I just, I don't know, man. Uh-huh. I did, like, if he's not up there right now with Caruso there at the end, like like Roglic was, then it's kind of, it's over. He, he... He lost a little time today, so, but I, it's not the end of the world, man. The ma- guy loses two minutes, and he's, <laughs> and he's, you're throwing him out with the bathwater. Like, eh, I don't know. Yes, yeah. yes, he lost. He lost a minute to Roglic. I mean, it's just I. N- I know that uh, little guy is a big fan of the three week stage race, and like they have their place a little bit. And Tim, you're a big fan of the two week stage race. You don't watch them, um, but you love them, right? But like. I watch even at, if this was a two-week, even if this was a two-week stage race, we're only halfway through, and twenty-eight seconds across one one twenty-one across the 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 top three um, is is not a huge, unsurmountable gap. Um, and I mean, you know, you look at uh, Roglic uh, so far this year; he hasn't been knocking it out of the park necessarily. So anything could happen. I I wouldn't say it's uh, buttoned up, but. Um, I, I do, yeah. I, little guy is the negative Nancy of this podcast <laughs> yeah. for sure. There's with the exception of three week Grand there, Tours. Yeah, that's true. There's some guys in the top ten I don't see taking back much time, but but Yates, Bernal, Lopez, and Moss mm-hmm. all are capable of attacking on their day um, and and mm-hmm. isolating Roglic. Now, I do want to mention Tim. You were mentioning uh, the sadness of here. We've got Moss in second. Uh, Lopez in third, so we got two Movistar riders. The thing that's really going to hit them about Valverde being out is they are only one minute and 32 seconds up on Team Bahrain yeah. victorious in the team competition. They are leading the team competition, yeah. but Bahrain right now has got Jack Haig in fourth on GC, and they got Gino Mater in, in uh, 12th, and uh, Caruso's climbing now, somewhere, too. Um, to be clear, they the lost GC... Londo. Team team competition isn't by GC in the Volta, right? Isn't it still by the top three riders of each team during a stage? I think it's that and I guess I have no idea how it's calculated. Okay. And then <laughs> I was gonna what tell matters you, like, here is that all is right in the world and movie stars back on yeah, top well, exactly. after an but embarrassing Tour de France. This is and close. They're putting, they're putting uh, Alpecian in their place who are dead last on the team uh, rankings here at the Volta, which is fantastic so, yeah. to see. But, I mean, they, they're, third place is Team Jumbo at seven minutes. Uh, Ineos is at eight. I mean, mm-hmm. it's they're not even in the same ballpark, but Bahrain victorious is they're giving a run for their money with half only half this race done, basically. Um, yeah. We got ourselves a race in the That's team competition. True. So, with your um, little guy, question for you here. Yeah. Will Lewis Mentes, currently in 13th place for yes. Wanty, yes. make it to the top 10 and rebirth a career that many have said is over? Will he find himself on a pro tour team next year, world tour team next year that, that, that matters? Um, yeah, he, he's ready for think? a contract, isn't he? Um, I yeah. do think he, yeah, I do think he could get a top 10 here. Uh, what I don't believe Jack Haig's gonna stick around, and I think uh, Grosh, Groschnartner or whatever, uh, he he could hang around, but De La Cruz is gonna crack, and uh, Gino Matter's gonna crack in twelfth. So yeah, I think he's gonna he's he's got he's got an I opportunity. Jack Haig will be there. Are you crazy? Who? 
Jack Hag, he's going to stick around. Yeah. You're out of your mind. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, like a guy like Ciccone, I could see attacking and getting on the podium, and I can also see him blowing up and getting 19th. Well, you know what I mean? And here's here's the other Here's the other problem for for Mentes, a, a man who many have written off years and years and years. So many people have written him off that they, we forgot he was still a, a pro cyclist. Wow. Um, aside from Tim, who remembers him at every single event. Um, but you look at you look at uh, uh, Vaslov in in eleventh. He's going to be moving upwards. Probably Aru will probably be moving upwards. Hopefully, yeah. That's maybe more of a long shot, but a guarantee. McAlanda in 16th place currently. Slow Ride Podcast dream situation. Uh, Landa had a rough... 16th place bodes well for moving up in the well, next couple weeks. He, this is a proven theory. He was a lot higher going into today. He had to fall to get to 16th place. So I don't know about uh, Landa, but I like your optimism about Landa doing something. I mm-hmm. mean, you are right in that Landa is usually better in the third week, and he looks absolutely amazing in the last couple mountain stages when there's not enough time left to take said time that he needs. <laughs> so, yeah, I see. I like this top, this like top fifteen right now because there's just a lot of question marks in there. Like, and you, yeah. you guys know I'm I, excited about Aru, like this being his last race. Like, what's he gonna do? He's at four thirty six. Like, he could credibly try to go for a top ten right now, which is not a bad way to end a career finishing 10th in a grand tour, right? Like I I'd, mm-hmm. I'd sign up for that. Uh but mountain stage would also be pretty sweet. Pain faces all over the TV, you know. I mean, that's what the sponsors Oh, that'd pay be for. That would definitely be a thing of beauty. I I wish he would keep on for just one more year over at the Giro. Oh, gentlemen, do you hear that? Ding oh. ding 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 ding. Oh, <laughs> it's been a while. It's time for another edition of Buy Sell Hold. Um, here on the Slow Ride Podcast, are you guys ready to play? Of course, take this from a business sense. If the proposition I present to you is something that you want to buy because you think you will be making money on it in the future, you should. Sell, obviously, or hold because you're just not so sure. Of course, I'm coming to you guys with it. Uh We're going to start with Next Hash. Of course, Next Hash is the secondary sponsor of Team um, What Was uh, Dimension Data, but now is uh, Team Quebeca Next Hash. Um, gentlemen, buy, sell, or hold that Next Hash is around as a company in 2022. Oh, sell, 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 sell. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure the the wording on this, like I believe that to be true. So I, I feel like I should say buy, but I know that business sense <laughs> yeah. would indicate that then I should sell. I need to dump these stocks because next hash will not be around. Yeah, you next definitely year. want to sell next hash um, is what we're going for here. Um, buy, sell, or hold um, Bernal for a grand tour win in his future. I'd buy. <sighs> Yeah, I think that's a bargain right now. I, I think his stock is dropping, but it's still got uh, it's still got a lot of potential. It's wrong. Are bashing him? I think it's time to buy. <laughs> you're both yeah. you're both wrong. He's horrible. Oh, he, he's never going to do it again. Group. The McLaughlin group is is coming into the buy sell hold uh, marketplace here. I just you know Bernal is going to win um, best young rider jerseys for the rest of his career, um, and that's. I just don't. I just don't see it. I I hate to say it. He's going to be a solid fantasy pickup. He'll be a solid top five. Um, at some point, I'm sure 
Uh, UAE is going to sign him up to be a domestique oh, for Pogacar. Um, it's going to be great. That's the worst. Uh, Sauer hold the UCI hosting and somehow ruining gravel world championships. Oh, I'll buy on that. Uh, yeah, I'm buying on this one for sure. W- um, will it be a mass, already is- mass start event? No. It'll it'll be ruined. No, Come on, it's gonna be totally it'll different. It'll make it super complicated. Um, but yeah, there's already uh, somebody already runs a gravel worlds that'll there'll be a legal dispute. It'll be drawn out. It's gonna be oh, the UCI loves that stuff. Will okay, uh, Bysauer hold Tagic Pogacar becoming the winningest Tour de France racer of all time, i.e., will win the most titles, which should be seven, I believe. Correct. You just have to win six. Oh, you just have to win okay, six. How many, all grand tours? How many did Froome win? Froome's won four. He won four. Okay, so sorry. So he would need to win six to beat um, Anquetil, Merckx, yeah. um, Hino, and some other guy. Yeah, Indurain. fun fact, no Texans as I've ever won the Tour de France. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, no, I, I'm not, I'm not going to buy that. You don't think Pogacar is going to win five Tour de France? Are you insane? No, I don't think he's going to win five. I am. Uh, I'm gonna hold on this one. They, I don't have enough information to make a uh, an informed decision. I might lose a little, um, you know, uh, off the top end here, but I'm willing to take that risk right now to to make sure I get the the deal done right. I, I think right. it's a bit of a blip. Like we we Indrin happened right before us, and then we had a certain a certain Lance Armstrong come along and hi- kind of win seven, kind of not win seven, and it's just I just don't think it's a thing that's. That's that's really going to happen anymore. Riders are too diverse, I think. Buy, sell, yeah. or hold. Quick step. Feeling the pain that I did not purchase a quick step floor <laughs> for my new vinyl floor in the garage apartment due to their sponsorship of one Patrick LaFerre. Um. Did you make sure that they the floor you purchased wasn't like actually quick step flooring, but just like through like a subsidiary or something, or they brand different oh, yeah. in different countries or something? Okay, so you're no, very yeah, sure I, I dug the, I dug deep into this. Yeah, yeah. chain of ownership. Did not hit okay. the no. did um, not hit their bottom yeah, line. This, yeah, okay. This might be this might be insider trading, Tim. But did you at them on Twitter? Did you tweet and 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 tag them in to let them know how upset you uh, were and how they lost your couple hundred dollars sale? I did not. Um, I felt that that would be a little mm. too, you know, too much subtweeting or too, too much, uh, you know, on the nose. I was hoping just talking about it on the podcast would get the, the message okay. across. All right. The bottom yeah. line of That's the attack. information. 500 square That's feet. the information I need. Okay. I, um, <laughs> ooh. yeah, I don't think it's going to hurt them. I bet that stuff costs them pennies per square foot. And uh, it's <laughs> like the profit margins are huge, I bet. So you're selling. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm selling. I'm selling. Well, if if little guy's selling, I am going to buy on this hot property. Um, I'm going to pick it up at a basement bargain price because I think uh, Quick Step is going to be feeling the burn. Um, they are not going to be able to retain um, superstars like Remco and all this and pour pour the marketing <laughs> dollars in um, as per usual. The wolf pack is no more thanks to uh, the super rookie and his purchase. Okay, um, two more. Let's go into EF Corner. Um, here, uh-huh. um, well, apparently not uh, EF corner anymore because uh, one of these has nothing to do with EF. But uh, let's start with this okay. one. Will Will TJ Van Garderen lead Education First to glory in the 2022 year oh. as a 
director sportif. Yeah, let's do it. Let's roll into the the TJ era. I wanna I wanna buy I wanna believe. I want you know what I wanna do? I wanna ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should stop there. Very good. Uh, Very good. That's good. I yeah, I'm gonna back him up on this. I'm gonna also be buying yeah, on this. Right. Um I want a ball. The, yeah. Uh, totally. The numbers are in and they look good. Um not really education first, but the last one. By Sour Hold, Michael Woods passing the U.S. citizenship exam on a forthcoming episode of the Slow Ride podcast. Once we get him on. Oof. <laughs> I'm going to sell. I don't think he's going to want to come on the show even. Really? <laughs> I, will, I will buy on this because I think if we, if we get him on the show, oh, we gotta get him he on will the show. absolutely... He will absolutely crush whatever questions we had for okay. him, for sure. Right. Oh, well, he probably knows more about this country we all swear we live in than we do. Well, gentlemen, it has been another fantastic episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium. Head over to wideanglepodium.com to find out how you can become a supporter by finding out all about our sister and brethren shows. You can also become a member and a supporter and check out the shop. Also, major thanks to Buckler Skincare at bucklerskincare.com for their continued support with the Miracle Wrap Chamois Cream and Grimper Brothers by heading over to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out about our two exclusive blends. And with that, this is Tim in the city beautiful of Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Dear cycling friends, we accept the fact that we have created the premier gravel and road racing podcast, and we don't think you're crazy to ask us who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a hobby blogger, a gravel pro, and a curious newbie. And you can find us on the Wide Angle Podium Network. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours the Grodio Podcast.